Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's program, we hear from Senator Lydia Thorpe making her case for a progressive no vote in the upcoming referendum. Lydia Thorpe is a Japarang Gunai Gundijimara woman and independent senator. She spoke about sovereignty, treaty and justice at the Eco-Socialism Conference organised by Green Left in Melbourne in July this year. Here is Lydia's keynote address. First, I'd like to uh, acknowledge, uh, as Sue did, that we all are on stolen land. There's been no treaty in this country with its first people. So this land will always be stolen until we end the war on First Nations people and have a peace treaty. We're only one of a few Commonwealth countries in this, on the planet that does not have a treaty with its first people. So I'd like to acknowledge all of our warriors of the frontier wars particularly who died fighting for this country. They died fighting for this country. No, they weren't Anzacs. They were the warriors of the frontier wars that held the line against the ships that arrived with their diseases, with their guns, who buried our children, who stuffed our children with mouths with dirt to suffocate them, and who buried our people alive. That's the first war that was ever declared on the shores of this country, was against this country's first people. The war that this country refuses to acknowledge the war that this country has continued uh, wounded warriors out there. And I'm there to speak for the wounded warriors and for the fallen warriors of, of the resistance. So I'll pay my respects to Wurundjeri, to the survivors of Wurundjeri and the other 38 nations in Victoria who we know only have 11 seats around the Treaty Assembly table today out of 38 nations. So we've got a long way to go and hopefully um, I can leave you all with something to think about. I saw the, um, the crowd out the front and it was a bit of a pain in my heart, to be honest, to think that we've got so many do-gooding white people out there with their hands on their heart that think this is the right thing for us. It's a real slap in the face for all those warriors that have fought, who've died, to think that we're looking at a powerless voice that may give advice. Well... Pat yourselves on the back who think that that's great because it means nothing to our people. It means nothing to the elder I saw last week sleeping at the bus stop with his walker 
NAIDOC theme is elders, right? Isn't it? Aren't we meant to all feel good about that? Oh, Aboriginal elders. They're so amazing. They're so knowledgeable. You go to Queensland, you go to WA. It's an absolute disgrace. It's an absolute war still upon our people in this country. 23,000 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children stolen from the breast of their mother. And we want a powerless advisory board that we've got to grovel like poor little blacks. Grovel. Asking, please, sir, please, King Charlie, please, the colonisers, please, give us a powerless voice that's going to make everything better. We'll get our land back, get every kid out of the prison system, no more deaths in custody, no more destruction of land, water, air, sky, totems. Imagine that. Don't you think I'd be saying yes if this powerless body had a say in any of those things? Do you think the parliament is going to let this group of hand-picked people sway them in their thinking? We can't even sway Labor to get away from coal. We can't sway Labor to implement the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody. All they talk about is how their politicians were a part of it when it began. They don't want to know about implementation. They decide to announce that they implemented one of those recommendations. And what was it? Counting the body bags that come out of the prison system. That's what they agreed to. Out of every recommendation, they chose counting body bags. How is that going to stop deaths in custody? Just keep up with the count. When I walked into Parliament, I walked in with a stick, a message stick. With 462 deaths in custodies marked on it. Now, we have over 540 in the time I've been in the Senate. No one cares about deaths in custody. No one cares about the young fellas telling their brothers where the hanging points are in the cells. I was explained exactly how to do it when I went into the prison to talk to these young fellas. Hanging points is one of the recommendations that they're meant to remove. Labor don't want to know about that. Labor don't want to know about not having Medicare in prisons. So our people are dying of preventable diseases and deaths. That's another recommendation. 
They don't want to know about the recommendations to stolen generation. You know, we all patting ourselves on the back when um, Rudd said sorry. Felt nice, felt good, had a cry, and now we celebrate it every year. It's like, I feel like I'm up here doing a comedy. Like, we celebrate sorry every year and the increase of incarceration rates of our children being taken away from their mothers has skyrocketed. So have deaths in custody. So has the destruction of land and water. How? How can we say yes to no power for First Nations people in this country? If we have power, you will have a future. I have the dirtiest coal-fired power station on my country in the Latrobe Valley. It's the dirtiest in the whole country. And who's the poorest, sickest people around that coal-fired power station? Gunai people. My people. Having a powerless voice is not going to change that. What will change that is a treaty where we have equal power and equal say in this country. It is our country. We haven't ceded sovereignty and we will never cede our sovereignty. The king says he is sovereign over our land and our waters and all of the resources of this country. King Charlie, he says he's sovereign. <laughs> That's what the parliament tells me every day as a sovereign black woman. And having a powerless voice is under supreme parliamentary supremacy at all times. We have to go to a referendum at a time that this country is divided and racist. And yes, I can say racist, and I mean it, because I've lived with it all my life, and now I'm seeing our people being demonised out there as part of the racist no campaign, which is only an example of what we still have in this country, the racism. It's good that it's coming out, because for blackfellas, it's always been there. It's rearing its ugly head, and it's making us all sick. But there is a progressive no, progressive no. We're not one homogenous group. We don't, the, the progressive no don't, don't believe in hand-picked yes people. The sovereign black movement who don't want this to happen, they're the ones that have been on the front line. All the hand-picked black followers you see out there, not one of them have been on the front line. It's why it's easier to go with what the government says. 
It's assimilation. It's putting us into a constitution that is only very new, 1901, compared to the oldest constitution on the planet, our constitution. The way the media carries on, it sounds like we were uncivilised, that we were wild beasts. Sounds like something the cook said when he lied to the king and said, there's nothing there. They're just wild beasts. So the king said, take over. Take over then. We were wild beasts, disregarded. So they didn't conquer, they didn't treaty, and we didn't cede our sovereignty. Three elements to take over someone's lands. The king and Cook didn't do that. No one's done it, still. That's why we need a treaty. Why would we go into an Australian colonial constitutional document that had, has no regard for blackfellas, but also had no regard for women when it was established? And if you look at society today, you know, we're making small progress. But the constitution, and it's very the very presence of that document comes from racism and patriarchy. It comes from setting up white systems that cause harm, particularly to vulnerable people, particularly to those that are not white. White Australia policy was one of the first policies they brought in. What's different? What's changed for Aboriginal people? And I get, oh, you've got doctors and you've got lawyers and you've got this and you've got that. It's great. We've got to celebrate those things. But why has the incarceration, removal rate, suicide rate and destruction of land and water increased exponentially? Why have we got a climate emergency? Because of colonisation. They came over, they ripped the heart and soul out of this land, they poisoned our waters, and they continue to do that under the progressive Labor government, which is a joke, fracking the Beedaloo. People in the, on the Beedaloo, where's their voice? They won't even give them the microphone. And that's been a very big part of this problem in the last six years and beyond that, where we had the recognised campaign, the blacks, the black activists shut that down as quickly as it began because it was about constitutional recognition, putting the blacks into the, the white law book and saying, righto, we own you now, you're in, what's the point of a treaty? You're already in. John Howard always said, you can't treaty with yourself. What happens when we go into the Constitution? For what? 
No power. It just, again, seeing that crowd outside saddens me. Because it means that you've been sold a falsehood. You've been lied to. This so-called voice that's making people feel good has shut out grassroots voices right across this country. We tried to raise this at the Uluru Dialogue. We were shut down. We were told that we couldn't sleep in the hotel room. We were put out in the desert with a tent and no blankets. And I was threatened with tribal punishment because I wanted to talk about treaty. And there were about 30 of us, not seven or five that the media says. And those people were from, from all over this country. And there was a convoy going up to Uluru because poor blackfellas couldn't get there. It's too expensive, it was invite only, they had it in the middle of nowhere, so it's inaccessible to the people who want to have a say. Nice, beautiful country, but it was all part of the agenda of shutting out the grassroots activists that have been on the front line all of their lives. They're not the ones saying yes. They're the ones that are continuing the fight for justice and continuing to ensure that this government, if they want to be seen to be blackfellas' friends, because they, you know, they love wearing our earrings in the chamber and they love wearing the T-shirts and, you know, it makes them look like real deadly black allies. But they want, us, they want to nail us into the colonial constitution where we may or may not give them advice, like, that's, it's disgusting, it's offensive, it's offensive. You know, we've got nearly 25,000 blackfellas that are homeless in this country. You know the stats. I'm not going to bore you with the stats. But what I'll bore you with is the fact that we need peace. We are the minority in our own country. We were once the majority. And through cleansing from the colonial system, wiping out the blacks, we're only 3%. So what hope have we got against 97% of this country who thinks we're going to take something away from them? We want to self-determine our own destiny. We want to become economically independent. We don't want welfare. We want a treaty that will enable us to decide our own destiny. We're being controlled by government every minute of our lives. 
the cashless debit card. Like, the same government who is saying to you, oh, you know, and they're coming up with all the lovely, churchy almost, stories of how wonderful this is going to be. It's a, it's a trick. It's a trick to assimilate and take away our rights to self-determine. Labor are already uh, stalling on implementation of the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, something I introduced as my private senator's bill in March 2022. They don't want to know about that. They don't want to know about deaths in custody. They don't want to know about treaty. They don't want to know about child removal. They don't want to know about fracking the beetaloo. They don't want to know about gassing Western districts and, and firing off sounds in the ocean that will kill instantly the wildlife. They don't want to know. This is, you know, we'll just park that over there because that'll be one of those things that's not related to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And you already see the, the excuses coming out as to the things that aren't related to us. And Prime Minister himself said climate change. Oh, it's only things that are related to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Climate? So they continue to shoot himself in the foot with coming out with the reality of what this will ultimately look like. And I won't be campaigning for no, but I will be speaking freely about what is a way forward for this country. And we are long overdue for a treaty. Everyone knows the treaty song. Everyone's probably danced to it. Everyone understands a little bit about what it could do for us as a nation. But we have to have ambition from the government and Labor have had the opportunity before with Hawke wanting treaty, Keating wanting treaty, but their own party stopped them because at the end of the day, we are bound by the Crown. And the Crown is who we want to ultimately treaty with. They are the ones that stole the wealth out of our lands, the resources. They raped and pillaged not only our people but our country. So we want to have a conversation about that and some reparations so that we can ultimately self-determine what we want. I can go on, you know, Jukan, how many Jukans do you know about and how many Jukans are on the cards to be absolutely annihilated, never to be returned? You know, the, the so-called progressive government we have now do not want to have that conversation. 
PFAS. They, don't, they ignore the fact that we have these chemicals in our environment coming down on us every day through the rain that falls upon us. They deliberately exclude people who want to talk about the hard, the hard issues that everyone faces in this country. Then we've got native forests. I mean, if we want to talk about environment, ecocide goes hand in hand with genocide. And you put those two together and you have omnicide. And that's where we're heading. Because our constitution, the first people's constitution of, these, of this land, is about caring for country. It's about caring for totems. It's about caring for water, caring for each other. No one goes hungry. No one goes without a warm bed at night. No one goes without the love of their people. That's what's in our constitution. I think this country would rather be part of our constitution than anyone else's. And that's what we need to be negotiating through a sovereign agreement with the invaders and with First People. Uh, I might leave it there. I have notes and notes, but um, I just wanted to express to you all that the Black Sovereign Movement is alive and well right across this country. Uh, we don't want to be assimilated into the colonial document that has oppressed us for 200 years. We want something better and we want something that will create real change in this country rather than being just a tokenistic little gammon advisors on the side that they may listen to. So thank you. Senator Lydia Thorpe delivering a keynote address at the Eco-Socialism Conference hosted by Green Left and Socialist Alliance over the weekend of the 1st and 2nd of July. And that's all we've got time for today. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.